thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hey, and thanks for tuning in again to Mums the Word. I'm very excited to share with you that I am almost about to launch the Mums the Word podcast website finally, and it's uh, been a big passion project as much as the podcast really. And now you'll be able to have the guest bios all visible there with their quotes as well as their resources, and I will be dividing the podcast uh, website up into sections so you can find the and preconception and the pregnancy and the birth and the postnatal and also the early parenting years topics and episodes in an easy to find format so that's just something that's going on behind the scenes I'm very excited for this week's episode not only because of the topic which is one that's really close to my heart but also because from the moment that I first met Kamini Stam my guest this week, I realized that we speak the same language. And although, yes, she speaks Dutch as a first language and I speak English, and there's a play on words there because we both are bilingual, um, it really is that her as a pregnancy yoga teacher and myself as a pregnancy chiropractor, that we have the same beliefs and the same philosophies on birth and I guess the pelvis and how to treat it right on sitting, on opening the pelvis and um, I guess optimizing fetal positioning as well as uh, optimizing a woman's birth experience and it's just so refreshing to meet her finally in person even though we'd had contact for a long time on Facebook and I'm thrilled to bring you um, her on this week's episode and share her wisdom as well. She has worked as a massage therapist since 1998 and started teaching yoga in 2008. She's had the privilege to study with various renowned teachers around the globe and uh, for each one of them helped her deepen her understanding of the human body and uh, clarify the interaction between body and mind. In 2010, she decided to specialize in pregnancy yoga, and from 2011, she studied with Katie Bowman to learn more about how the body is really designed and meant to move. She is passionate about alignment and intrigued about how physical alignment supports a positive mindset or a mental alignment. And here she is uh, sharing her wisdom with our topic this week, pelvic alignment. Here's Kamini. Kamini, I am so excited to have you on Mums the Word. We've been trying to get this happening for quite a while. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, Kaz. Good evening. Yeah, so I'm Kamini. I'm a mom of two. Um, they're quite some years apart. My oldest is 13 now, and my son is uh, she's a daughter of 13, and I have a son of six. I'm living in Amsterdam where I teach uh, courses in pregnancy, yoga, and alignments. And... Um, yeah, I'm happy to be on your podcast. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, we've called this uh, episode Pelvic Alignment and, um, well, that means a lot to a lot of different people. But I would really, before we get into all your wisdom and knowledge on this topic, I'd really like to go back to your story and, you know, what took you on this journey and, and really got you to where you are today because I know there's a story in there. Yes. So, yeah, that's that story starts quite a while ago when I was um, – 
after one year of uh, psychology studies here in Amsterdam at the University of Amsterdam, I decided to travel to India with my sister and uh, originally just going for a few months, but then I stayed there and I got, um, I dropped out of my studies of psychology because I really started to get into bodywork and um, the way that can, that can help people on their, yeah, on their journey. So, yeah, that, that took me quite some years of, of studying in India and then working here in Holland. And um, as I was traveling more, of course, I started also to, yeah, to, to live in India. We were always living on the floor. So our bed was a mattress with a mosquito net over it. And, um, and you know, we were in a squatted position all day long when washing the clothes and cleaning the floor and and then a few years later, when it was 2002, I, um, I, felt preg I got pregnant in India and I stayed there until I was like six months pregnant. And um, because it was monsoon and it was getting very hot and humid, and I, I flew back to Europe to birth my baby here in Holland. Um, and being from Holland, for me, it was out of the question that I was going to do a home birth. Yeah, So I... Um, I didn't even consider going to the hospital for my birth. I didn't even have a hospital bag ready. I was just going to do it at home. Um, and of course, as as you know, with birth, um, as, as much as we think that we have a plan on it or we're going to do it a certain way, it always goes a little bit different. So I was quite a while at home and it was all going well. And then uh, when I was uh, nine centimeters and the water broke and... And there was meconium in the water, so that here in Holland is a, is a sign to take you to the hospital. And I didn't have my own midwife with me because she was busy um, in a, at another birth. And the lady that was with me, she wanted to take me to the hospital and I was still protesting. And Anyway. Well, let's just, oh. look, let's just look at the scene here, nine centimeters dilated. Like I can kind of understand why you're protesting at this point <laughs> to get up and leave. Yes, yes. And... Um, Anyway, so so off we went to the hospital, and when I came to the hospital, there was um, I was only seven centimeters dilated because of all the you know adrenaline and the other hormones that I was uh, producing on the on the way to the hospital and to get me totally in in, in that different space. But yeah, what to say? Looking back at it, what what I know now, I of course I wouldn't have left the house as I was not uh, wanting to in that moment. Um, but while in the hospital, anyway, I was I was so connected with this um, idea of of having a home birth, having a natural birth, and also not letting anyone take this super positive experience away from me. So. There I was in the hospital, and of course, in the end, there was some um, there was some intervention, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite it's quite a thing to go back there. Actually, there was at a certain point there, I saw from the corner of my eyes, I saw this uh, this scissors. So I gave a big kick with the leg, and it was um, yeah, the scissors flew off through the through the birthing room. So. I I forced some um, consent into that <laughs> into that birthing room, and anyway, I I look back at it quite positively, but uh, also I realized then already that sometimes um, 
we don't get we don't get empowered during birth. I feel very empowered even through that whole birth, but um, but there is um, yeah, there's quite much much work to do around that to uh, to really put w- women in their power and to and to get them informed that beforehand. So. Um, Back then, I didn't. I never. I never studied even yoga or or anything like that. The body work was more focused on massage at that time. And a few years later, I started my training to become a yoga teacher. Um, I started to study alignment, uh, critical alignment yoga here in Amsterdam. That took me three and a half years. And then, um, when it was 2010, I was getting more and more. Um, pregnant ladies in my classes and I didn't really know how to how to guide them um, when they would ask me okay so could I do this uh, this asana or this exercise or is it not so good for me and I didn't really know the answer so I decided to specialize in the direction of um, pregnancy yoga and I studied that for some time and during the course I fell pregnant with my second um, child with my boy so that was perfect because I could, um, yeah, I could practice everything that I was learning, and I could really see the the beauty of that. And and the funny thing was that I was learning a lot of things that actually I had been doing during my first pregnancy when I was living in India. I had been doing them by myself um, just because of the the lifestyle we had there. So that really took me back to that, um, yeah, that kind of natural lifestyle, that natural way of movement. And, um, and then when I was birthing my son, which was a beautiful water birth at home, it was very long labor, but beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I realized that that's really one of the, um, one of the cues here that, that to get back that natural way of movement and how far um, astray we've gone in our western lifestyle from a natural way of moving and that maybe that is also one of the one of the reasons why there's more trouble and women women uh, experience more trouble also on a physical level to birth yeah 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 well I know there's a lot to be said about you know how much we sit and you know, even uh, you sit all day in an office, potentially if you're, you know, first, you know, first time mom, you sit all day and you make potentially a corporate job and then you're exhausted at night. So you go and sit on the couch and, you know, slump into that couch and, you, well, you sit again, but then also the way that your pelvis, you know, is, uh, well, misaligned, I guess we should say, um, mm-hmm. has big impact on the way that um, that pelvis uh, um, musculature works. And then, of course, has an impact on the way that the space of the baby is um, is impacted upon, and and that is something that I think a lot of birth workers would be seeing now, um, particularly in the West, with you know posterior position babies and like exactly what you said, like um, you know long labor times, and and that is you know definitely something that needs to be looked at. Um, I know you've gone on to do some more work, and I know that you've got a lot of wisdom to share. Um, so I know the story is not over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so this first training um, in the, in yoga for pregnancy was with um, with Françoise Friedman from Bird Light in England, and she's a really amazing lady. She's an anthropologist, a, a yoga teacher, and, and generally a brilliant woman. And then, um, 
So that really got me already back to, you know, how the people, the indigenous people birth and how, how that is facilitating um, the birthing process. And then one year later, I got in touch with the work from Katie Bauman, who is a biomechanist, and she has a lot of knowledge. And I was um, studying with her for some time. And there, things really started to come together because she approaches the um, alignment, really the physical alignment and the pelvic alignment, really from a yeah almost scientific uh, biomechanist uh, point of view, which really, really um, has me. Yeah, I have a lot of passion about that work. So if we if we really start to look at at how to get back to a neutral pelvis. Because that's important. When when the pelvis is in a neutral place, then the the lower opening of the pelvis has maximum space, and and we really need to to get that that movement of the sacrum, which is that big bone in the lower parts of your spine. We have to get that bone ready to move out of the way at the moment of birth. So yeah, how to how to get back there is. Um, that's quite some work because sometimes we we forget that uh, when speaking about natural childbirth, then we, we tend to forget that the way that we actually move or better not move much, that that's not natural. That that we consider that normal, but that's a that's a different thing. And when we want to go back to natural movement and that optimal space in the pelvis, we really have to go back to a neutral space for the body because when the body is in neutral, then your movement can be free. So how to get this neutral pelvis, it's a, yeah, it's a long story, but um, it's difficult to speak uh, without uh, having the model of the pelvis yeah, here right. with me and yeah. showing that yeah. to the, yeah. to the yeah. people. Um, but it has to do with um, you can you can best do that looking at the front of the pelvis, and there's these uh, pointy bits on the top of the pelvis, the ASIS, and you want to have these stacked directly above the top of the pubic bone to have your pelvis in neutral, and that gives um, a lot of benefits to the body in pregnancy and birth. It it makes the the um, um, the curves of the spine get to neutral, it um, gives optimal birding space, but the thing is that we need to lengthen and free a lot of the muscles that are pulling our pelvis out of alignment, for example, the hamstrings, or we need also um, more strength in the glutes for, you know, for that optimal alignment of the pelvis too. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. I mean, I've traveled a lot through Asia, I guess, being Australian and also in India and, and obviously love Thailand and, and, and Bali and Indonesia. And I mean, to watch them do what we call in Australia, the Asian squat. I mean, my kids can do it. I don't know. They've just never lost it. And, and yes. little ones can do it. But I mean, I, I can't even get my uh, heels to the ground. And, 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 I'm, and I'm not really a high heels wearer at all. I mean, I advocate not wearing high heels. So, you know, I have to practice what I preach. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just because the way we don't move or, you know, we don't stretch and, and they've been doing it their whole life. And yeah, I don't believe they would have as much birth intervention as we would because they're, you know, they've got, you know, we can talk about the squat and canopies and things like that, that we um, wanted to touch on. But I mean, they've just got it. And for us, it's such hard work. 
It is, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, in in India, it's amazing. You see the well, what you just uh, touched upon. But even the the women of women of eighty years old, they're just you know they're cleaning the houses in a squatted position, and it's it's no effort at all. But if we sit whole day long, if we sit eight hours a day. Um, then oftentimes we start very upright and uh, nice and, and tall, but then after an hour, especially working on this and in front of the of a screen, then suddenly you start feeling some aching in the lower back, and it, oftentimes you're not anymore seated on your sits bones, but you're actually seated on the sacrum, and that 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 movement, that push of the sacrum being pushed forward into the pelvis, that yeah, that alters the space in that whole area. So it alters the, um, the space for the baby to pass through at the moment of labor and birth. And it also affects um, the tonus of the pelvic floor muscles because these muscles need to work harder during pregnancy but need to also be relaxed at the moment of birth. So what happens if the, if the sacrum moves forward into the body is, is pushed forward into the body then the attachment points of that pelvic floor musculature actually come closer so you could imagine if you imagine the pelvic floor as a, a trampoline mm -hmm. and suddenly one of the legs of the trampoline is is falling and the trampoline starts to sag now the body if that would happen to the pelvic floor the body doesn't take that as an option so what it does it it starts to um, tense up because it still needs to hold apart from the organs that are all above but it needs also in pregnancy it needs to hold the weight of baby the amniotic fluids the placenta everything so it starts to tense tense up and if a muscle becomes very tense if you would really look at it at the level of the smallest particle of the muscle you could imagine that if the muscle is at its most tense uh, position then if you need to sneeze, there's nowhere to go anymore because you can't, the muscle can't contract any further. So oftentimes uh, to get the pelvic, pelvic floor muscles back in a, in a healthy tonus, we need to work on the attachment point. So we need to create space in the pelvis for that, for that whole area to become more spacious and then for the pelvic floor muscles to come back to a, a healthy tonus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw something a little bit left of field um, and, and maybe some people have heard of it or have tried it, but I mean, there's something, I think it's called a squatty potty, right? So I think you know what I'm talking about. So um, in the West, we generally sit down to do a number two. I don't know if I've ever said the word poo on the on the podcast yet, but I'll well, say it. Well, there you go. Right? So generally in the West, we sit on a, you know, a flat toilet and, um, you know, and I guess a lot of people have issues with straining and, and you know, that they, there's not much action happening down there, right? Particularly in the male yeah. species who sits there and reads a magazine for God knows how long. Um Right, and and then you go into Asia, and you know you literally see these two things that you can step your feet on, and the yeah. squatting, right? And I don't know. I think the evacuation process is, is slightly easier. So I know there's a, in the West something that they call, I guess they're branded as a squatty potty, and there's a great YouTube video, or you can Google it, everybody, where yes. literally you put like 
almost like a stepper from Ikea that you would step on to let your child brush their teeth, for example, um, who can't reach the taps and things like that. Or just a little, yeah, a little footstool basically and you put it under your feet while you're on the toilet so that raises, um, you know, as you're sitting on a western toilet, that raises your knees either, you know, to the level or above um, the height of your thigh. And, yeah, just for everyone who's having any struggles, that makes uh, evacuation (laughs) so much easier. And for me, that just is absolutely highlighting, you know, that relaxation of the pelvis and allowing things, you know, to to do their work, right? And and you watch that video for anyone and you can actually see which ligaments are shutting off um, that evacuation pipe. Yes, but it's it's amazing now that we need now – it's great that they invented this, but it's no, actually well, quite right. funny that we need to add things to the Western toilets to make it back again. Well, I don't <laughs> think people are going to start putting these to kind of control. old Asian toilets in the in the in the nice European um, bathrooms, right? I mean, you know, or you end up stepping on your toilet, you know. And I've I've seen many places around European touristic places where they have signs to not step on it because that's obviously what Asians are doing. Um, and I'm being very general here, you know, but that's pretty much uh, what we're talking about. And and I know that we're both big fans of Katie Bowman. And one of the reasons is I know you said she's super scientific, but on the other hand, I find her really approachable and down to earth. And she shares or used to share um, nice photos of around her home of how she sits in her workspace, how she, you know, at the dinner table and just, you know, pretty much is on the floor. Yeah. Yes. It's um yeah she she she's really amazing and and the nice thing about it is that she has a set of exercises well many of them of course but the um, the information is actually it's very elaborate but it's in a way also very basic because the way you work there with alignment is how you position parts of your body relative to other parts of your body so it's not about um, needing to step your feet one meter apart and then you know like it's really looking at okay so here is um here's the front of my pelvis so now if i want to breathe freely i need to drop my ribs so that the sternum comes to neutral to a vertical plane and then you know that that just that small um repositioning of the bones gives then your your musculature the the chance when you then stretch it and bring it back to the length the the best length to to come back to optimal function yeah of the body yeah yeah and I like what you said there it's not really cookie cutter approach that it's about your body because I remember in my early days of doing I you know let's say Iyengar and you're doing Trikonasana and it's like hang on a sec I'm not getting nice triangles my arms aren't long enough because my legs are long and you know I mean I like that it's yeah it's it's obviously with your body you know because we're all in different shapes and sizes especially when if I compare myself to Dutch people Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were talking about your story and, and I know there's more, like even more to the story because, I mean, we didn't even get into what you're really doing on a on a weekly basis here with, with your students. Yeah, so um, what I really find important is to to bring women back to the knowledge about how their own body functions and to... Um, yeah, I, you remember me sharing my first bird story and how that that didn't disempower me, but I know that uh, how how that birth ended could have easily been traumatic for for another person. I just decided it's going to be positive and it stayed like that for me because I felt in charge. 
But when you know what is happening in your body, when you know how the baby moves through the pelvis when you're birthing, when you know how to free your breath, how to position your pelvis, when you are informed why not to birth lying on your back, then that really is already some more empowerment because birth is now nowadays so much um, yeah, circundated with fear. And I really like to, you know, to make it very simple again because, um, yeah, there's there's quite it's quite simple to prepare in a in a easy way for birth. It's you know you need to you need to prepare because birth is a a huge physical achievement. You know, so it's when you're when you're not living a natural lifestyle as none of us is really here in the West then you need to take some time to prepare your body for what it needs to do. Like if you decide to run a marathon, you also don't, you know, you don't buy your gear today and you start tomorrow. It's You take some time to prepare for that. So what I do is I, I teach courses and then we go through all these steps, like how you get your pelvis back in neutral, how you learn how to get the best tonus back in the pelvic floor muscles and to learn to... to yeah, to activate them, but also to relax them, um, the way of breathing, many, many things that, yeah, squatting, of course, all the exercises to lengthen the back of the legs, to strengthen the buttocks, all these little things we do. Also birth preparation, partner classes, yeah, a lot of things. With so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy, and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. It can be overlooked. I'd like to think it's not. But, I mean, everyone's, like, you know, looking into their pram and looking into, you know, how they're going to decorate the room and, you know, are they having a boy or a girl and what clothes and, you know, hopefully thinking about their nutrition and what they're going to name and what kindergarten. But, yeah, I mean, let's not forget the, the grand event, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. and it's not something that you've done before and exactly what you said, I believe. It's a big event. You, you need to not necessarily train and do huffing and puffing practice or anything like like that but you need to know what you're heading into exactly yeah birth birth is you know you've you've birthed twice birth is is like the most transformative moment of your life you know it's a big event and yeah my, my grandma she became 92 years old she passed away a few years ago but she knew her birth story still and you know she knew it you will always remember so it's um yeah, it imprints on you yeah it imprints on you and it's it's important to i think it's very important to to work on on your alignment and then not only on a not only on a physical level but also on on the level of your mindset you know it's um in dutch we have this beautiful word it's it's howding yeah mm-hmm. howding that talks about posture on the one side it's it's your physical posture and then how to how you can bring that into neutral because that facilitates relaxation but it's also about attitude and I like to to talk about a positive mindset and to to use that to go with the flow of your birth because if you make a decision to be positive and to and to take it as it goes 
your your mindset really colors your experience yeah so it's um yeah it's important to be prepared and to know what's going to happen but also to decide that if it's going to be a little bit different than you think beforehand to still um to still stay in 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 your power of course um yeah well i couldn't agree more i mean i think yeah mindset is super is super key in this and you know you have to see it in your mind's eye um like you know other amazing achievements in life you have to see the possibility that you will get the birth you want right and uh, yes and it's important to have time and focus in what is that exactly and and to you know visualize that and manifest exactly yeah. exactly visualization is so important so you know instead of because oftentimes the the horror stories are shared around birth, but because what I always like to share with my women, as I call them, is to to really to ask your your friends that already went to the, through the birthing process, you know, to at before birth to only ask them what what got them through, They're like their their key, their golden tip, you know, and also to prepare yourself with positive images. So if you are preparing for birth, like the imprinting, visual imprinting is so strong. So many women, when I when I present the idea of not birthing on your back, then they are pretty astonished. They're like, yeah, but is there other ways that, that is possible to birth? And, you know, so if you start to look a little bit into birthing positions from the, the tribal people or the people that are still more connected with nature or... You know, that I think that's highly important to, yeah, to fill yourself with with images that are different um, in a positive way. Yeah, I love that. I love that, and that's why we're doing this podcast, right? I mean, you know, that we can also be the sound, the sounding light. <laughs> um, I would love you, and I'm sure there's many, but I would love you to share a um, an affirmation or a quote or something as it relates to this topic or motherhood. Yes, so what I often say during the, the classes and what I really believed in is that, that we are designed to birth. Our bodies are made to do that. And it's, it's important in, in that respect to really, you know, to really also um, realign with your, with your intuition, with your, um, yeah, with where we come from. We're yeah. made to do it. Yeah. We're made to birth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of also tell clients as well that, you know, it's just that you're doing it for the first time. So, you know, when your body had to vomit for the first time and, you know, push something out of it, it knew what to do and we didn't question it. And the same, well, what I spoke about earlier, if I did that for the first time or, you know, everything the body's done for the first time, you didn't think about it consciously, you just did it. And other mammals in, in nature, you know, you didn't have to have this whole process of, watching shows about it and it just did it right it's just that it's not something you've ever done before so then we have to put all these stories on it but if you actually let the body do what it was designed to do exactly what you said it just happens i mean all the all the cogs go in motion and the hormones all kick in and that cascade happens and you birth a baby i mean it's just it's just for its first time i think that's really where a lot of it is that you know the unknown Yes, well, that's that's one one um, one part, but then also, yes, we are designed to birth, but we don't live a natural 
yeah. uh, lifestyle. So we do need to do some stretching and to, to get our bodies ready for it again. Yeah. <laughs> This no, is no, what no. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, we, we sort of, um, we sing the same tune, I guess, with different applications also. Um, well, it would be... Uh, it would be great if you could go back in time to your pregnant self in India, you know, having a bit of wisdom about what you know now, um, being a mum and I guess a mum of a girl and a, a mum of a boy and also a teenager, which brings a whole lot of other interesting uh, uh, wisdom into the motherhood game. Oh, yeah. What what would you, yeah, right, <laughs> what would you, and mine is, my eldest is seven, so I've got a long way to go before I'm where you are, but what would you tell what would you tell yourself or what would you share with new mums now with babies in the belly if you could give them some advice or yourself I think I would um, I would go back to what I just said before that a pregnancy and especially labor and birth are a time of life when you're so connected with intuition intuitively you know what to do like during that first birth I was on all fours and my daughter I'm not sure how to call that in, in English, but my daughter was um, turned the other way around. So she was a stargazer, star watcher. Yeah, so, so that face presentation. Yeah, so the way I was positioning myself was actually the perfect position to push that baby out. So if I, if I could talk to myself uh, back then, I would really not have gone to the hospital and just, you know, just have birthed it there and then in that way. And so to... Yeah, so to really trust that you know, that you really, you know, to really trust that you know, and uh, you know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think the challenge is making sure you listen to it, right, and, and stick to it. Yes, and also that birth is, um, is such an amazing, amazing process, and that it has, you know, it has, it's, it's like the because now often often women birth in the hospital here in Holland, which I yeah I find it I it's beautiful that we have this great healthcare and it's great, but also if it if it is just because out of fear, I think that's a pity because yeah it's so it's great to be in your in your own space and to be free to move and to. Yeah, to really go with your own flow. I, I don't know. I, I started off somewhere and I don't remember where I was heading, Cass. But no, I but I think it's at the end of the day. I mean, birth is healthy and it's normal and it's not, it's not sickness. So, it's, you know. Exactly. If it's, yes. if it's, if it's not uh, having any medical indication, yeah, it shouldn't be in the sicken house. Yes, exactly. Which is what we call yeah. it in Holland. So, I yes. mean, people know that yeah, I'm with you. I'm happy that we have the, the medical uh you know, if we need it and the wisdom and, you know, it saves lives, no doubt, um, you know, but um, if there is no indication and everything is going as it should in nature, well, yeah, stay home, get all your own natural bacteria that your baby should be born into rather than a sterile environment where there's lots of serious bugs from, you know, sick people. Yes, and then, and that, that all of that, but then also how it's, empowers you as a woman you know it's you feel I don't know about you but I I know that you had a good two good birth experiences as well and it really empowers you as a woman on all levels you know it's really 
unleashes this this superpower inside yeah. of you and it's awesome you know yeah, yeah it's painful and it's hard and there will be moments that you think oh i can't do this but then when you when you move through these moments yeah there's oceans of strength and possibilities and you know we can do much more than we think that we're capable of and it's great to experience that it's a really a blessing yeah, and I should just mention that while we talked about that it is painful, there's a really great episode with Ria Dempsey about reframing pain that I would invite people to listen to if they haven't heard that one yet. But just getting back to what you said about, you know, the hospital, I mean, I think in at least the country that we live in, if there is no signs for the baby to stay in the hospital, you are back in that car seat, infant, maxi cozy carrier with your baby in a car after three hours and you know i think that whole process of you know getting them all rugged up and probably in a taxi and god knows what time of the year you're birthing your baby and getting that whole process happening when you might have been able to stay at home for me that also just yeah is it is it yeah i mean i don't want to imprint my you know my shoulds and you know should not some people but and invite them to consider it and um, I'm sure there are, well, I'm sure there are millions with all the studies that you've done with yoga and alignment and critical alignment and yoga, um, some amazing resources or books or websites you want to share with the listeners to, yeah, obviously on this topic, but just, um, yeah, I just want to see what, what you chose to share. Yes. Okay. So there's, uh, let's start with the websites. Mm -hmm. So um, of course, I highly recommend all women to go and visit um Katie Bauman's website, nutritiousmovement.com. And then if you want to know about pregnancy, you just search for that and you'll get lots of resources there. Um, then there's the one of Francoise Friedman, it's birdlight.com. Also nice. And there's a, a few books that I would like to, to share the titles of. So there's one... Um, I guess it's it's said a lot, but I'm going to say it again. It's Ina May Gaskin's Spiritual mm -hmm. Midwifery. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful book to read. And then there's there's two other ones that I would like to share. There's one of uh, Blandine Calais-German. It's called The Female Pelvis, Anatomy and Exercises. It's beautiful. It's with a lot of, uh, no pictures, but a lot of beautiful drawings. And it explains very nicely how your how your pelvis works, and and uh, you see also drawings where the baby moves through the pelvis during birth, and it's beautiful. And then there's a book that is maybe slightly off topic, but not really, because again, it's uh, about visualization and to see how our body is designed. So it's called the architecture and design of men and women. It's from Alexander Ciaras. It's a beautiful book. It's mainly drawings. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to get those notes off you for people because I know there's some interesting surnames for people that the the names and um, the links of these books are going to be in the show notes. So um, look for those and they sound awesome actually. Um, mm. <laughs> well, I definitely want you to share with the listeners, particularly those in Amsterdam, how they can find out more about your classes and all the work that you're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, share away how they can find out um, and best get in touch with you. All right. So my website is kaministam.nl. So very simple. And if you are more on Facebook, then you can find me um, on Pregnancy Yoga with Kamini. 
And um, I give the classes and courses mostly at my studio in the Vester Park area. It's called Studio Maybe at Amalia Stadt. We don't have a website yet, but we're working on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I know in all uh, is of birth workers and um, you know, yeah, doulas and yoga teachers that you know the tech side is not our forte. Um, so you know the fact that you you know have a studio and run classes um, also on weekends is is enough I think and manage to have a Facebook page and post is also right you know it's another world we have to live in these days um, exactly. I really I'm really um, grateful for your time and I know that you've uh, shed some light for people on squatting and seating and I know there's going to be people looking up the resources as well to find out more because it's really important and uh, I know for sure that we um, have uh, some, well, I guess say some shared clients and how, how they've really appreciated the work that you do in your classes. So, um, yeah, thank you for your time and for sharing and I can't wait to have this episode released. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.